0: We have read the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment is all about love. It is about love. Love, love, love. Everywhere you go, it's all about love. Jesus said the greatest commandment is about love. The first and greatest. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So he asked us to love the Lord with all our heart with our mind and with our soul. And he says the second commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because the Lord knows that we love ourselves, so he's asking us to love the neighbors as we love ourselves. But in order to love, we have to grow to know Christ, to know God. And as we grow to know God, we then understand the true word of love, the true ways of loving. In the month of September, we are following our series on Every, teaching us to remind us about Christian life, because every one of us matters. When we grow in love, no one should be left behind, because we all matter before the Lord. Not highly, not lowly, everyone matters before the Lord. So we are talking about everyone, every day. So everyone matters before the Lord, The young, they matter before the Lord. The old, they matter before the Lord. Because God created us. And He already knew us before we were born. He says to Jeremiah, I've known you before you were born. I've known you before you were created. Before you were in your mother's womb, I'd already known you. And he's got good plans for us, for you, and for me. So, Today our focus is on every disciple matters, and we are talking about growing, we're talking about growth for every disciple. In order to grow, we have to feed, we have to eat, and that's how we grow. But I'm conscious of the time and the period that we're in at the moment. I've got a picture before you here. Does anyone know the person in the picture? Yes, that's true, it's Queen Elizabeth in the picture. We know Queen Elizabeth from her last days, but she didn't just grow up to be like that. She started somewhere. At one point she was born. She was a child. She saw things as a child. She ate as a child, she slept as a child, but she had to feed, she had to eat, Food was there, but she had to eat in order to grow. She grew. This was about three years. And you can see how beautiful she is, walking Queen Elizabeth. And you can see on the left side, there's a hand, an adult holding her hand. She didn't just was let loose to just go around. No, she was growing. She was guided. She needed somebody to show her around, somebody to correct her, somebody to direct her. as she was growing. She kept on eating food. She enjoyed food. At the age of three, again, you can see this beautiful picture. So lovely. I just wonder what three-year-old girls imagine, dream, think about. Now she's about, uh, this one, I think she's about 10. Yeah, I think she's about 10. As she's growing, she's changing. She's not just remaining the same person. She's changing, she's becoming somebody now. And she's starting to understand the environment because she's growing. As she's growing, she starts to influence even the environment. She starts to appreciate. She starts to show love. And even the surrounding, like this uh, lovely dog, you can see how happy that lovely dog is in a presence. So she's starting to already have impact and influence in a presence. Now we can see again this another beautiful picture of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, she was around, I think, again, at the age of 10, and in love with the ponies now, in love with the horses. Now, even though she was given a horse, even though she had a horse. She had to learn. You cannot just have a horse and then you become an expert in horse riding. You have to prepare yourself. You have to go beyond the barriers of fear. You have to walk the walk of horse riders. You have to practice. You have to be strong in order to ride this thing. Again, you can see here, uh, swimming. She had to be forced or to taught to swim. She had to learn how to swim. We are not born like in the water there. You are born into the air, but you have to learn how to swim to swim, how to survive. We live in a country which is surrounded by water. And I think it's an essential skill to learn how to swim. And she had to learn to swim. She had to grow, as she's growing, as she's eating. She's growing in skill. She's growing in stature as well. She's about, uh, this is about the age of 14. You can see her sitting down, pondering, thinking. I wonder what she was thinking about. She's reading a book. And from the look of the picture here, It's almost the end of the book. She had to commit herself to read page by page, preparing herself for the life to come. She had to put some work. It wasn't automatic that she's now the queen. She had to learn what is happening, what's around her. She had to learn in order to grow. She's now in Kenya, in Africa. I love this picture so much because I always make a claim that you go to Africa as a princess, you come back as a queen. (laughs) So for you ladies, take notes, take your bags and make your trip to Africa (laughs) and you come back as a queen, beautiful. Her life was not always roses. There were moments that were dark, there were moments that were challenging. This was uh, with Diana's funeral. There were a lot of things that happened, but the grace of the Lord through her, from all that she has learned, from all that she, has, she became, she managed to hold things together, hold the family together, hold the country together, because of who she was. Ah, oh, we all remember this, yeah? <laughs> London Olympic, and just look at the work, look at the stamp. It's just, it's just beautiful. You can't think it's the queen, the way she's just, just walking like that, you know? You also remember what a beautiful wedding it was, bringing the whole family together, people from different walks of life, bring them together, a time of celebration, holding, being a glue to this great family. And we we know recently now, at the Jubilee, the celebration, this beautiful picture, and this beautiful smile, with all that she has done, with all the impact, all the influence she has had, not just in this country, but almost worldwide. Everyone knows about the Queen. What a great person, a great journey. And somebody has just walked her faith, kept her journey, kept the faith to the last day, doing this great service, serving a purpose, what God had ordained her to be right up to the last minute. She kept her faith with Liz. May she rest in peace and we thank God for her life and for the impact and the influence she has had in this country and in the world. We continue with our discipleship. Feeding. Now, when we talk about feeding, as a Christian, as a child of God, as a disciple of Christ, it is about learning, following the footsteps of Christ. When we talk about Christ, we remember so much about his great works on earth. When he started his ministry, that's what most people, myself included, think and remember of Jesus Christ. Here, we are talking about growing. So I'm not going to talk about his ministry. I'm going to take you back to the time before his ministry, when he was born.
1: And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him.
0: He grew. He was born like we talked about the queen. He ate food and he didn't stay the same. Jesus grew. And as you have read, he grew. He became strong. As you grow, he becomes strong. He was filled with wisdom. He was filled with the grace of God. And It is the same thing as Christians. It is the same thing as children of God. When we feed in the word of God, when we feed before the Father, when we eat, we grow in our understanding of Christ. We grow in our love. We grow in our wisdom. We become filled with the Holy Spirit. And the grace of the Lord is always with us. We don't do this just by ourselves on our own strength. As we do this, Christ pours his grace upon us.
1: Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover.
0: Now, this is a very interesting time. Every year, every year, we are talking about this. uh, I'm talking about now, he was at the age of 12. In the book of Luke, St. Luke's, Jesus and his parents went to the festival every year. There's consistency here. They said every year, not once in a while, not occasionally, every year. The parents were already teaching Jesus how to be, how to become, how to be consistent, how to grow. We cannot go before God. This time, I'm what, what for God? And then I slide back, I slide back. I became so weak. Next time I come to God, no. Every year, they didn't miss. They go everywhere, teaching Jesus to be consistent teaching us as we are growing to be disciples of Christ, that we have to be consistent in our walk with Christ, in our fellowship, in visiting others, teaching others, eating with others, preaching the gospel, sharing the love. We need to be consistent. As we become consistent, we also grow in love and strength and in stature. Because was at the age of 12. At one point, they went to Jerusalem for this festival. After the festival, they left to go home. They walked, after about a day walking, they looked around and they couldn't find Jesus. They lost Jesus. Jesus was lost. They couldn't find Jesus. They looked around, where's Jesus? Jesus Jesus was nowhere to be found. They looked around and they couldn't find him. They went to different places. They went to their relatives, checked their relatives, checked their friends, and they couldn't find Jesus. So they decided to go back to Jerusalem. And on the third day in Jerusalem, that's when they saw Jesus. The word says, Jesus was sitting amongst the elders, amongst the teachers, listening, learning scriptures, learning the history, getting to know things, asking questions, answering questions. And the word of God says, the elders amongst the, uh, 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 sitting with Jesus, they were astonished, they were amazed at Jesus' knowledge and his questioning and his answers and his zeal knowing the scriptures so it is at this point that the parents got there and they saw jesus sitting there this little jesus 12 year old answering questions you know filled with zeal and they were listening the parents and then what happened to the parents
1: when his parents saw him they were astonished his mother said to him son why have you treated us like this your father and i have been anxiously searching for you
0: anxiously searching for you And the parents were astonished when they saw Jesus. They were astonished. When you start to walk with Christ, when you start to ask questions before God, when you start to read your scriptures and you start to grow, when you you start to change the way you do things, those people that know you, your parents, your friends, your colleagues, they'll start to notice the difference and they should be astonished. If we walk with Christ and our life always stays the same, and people don't see the difference in us. There are questions to be asked. As you continue to have time with Christ, we should change. It should be noticeable by the people around, just like his parents. When they saw him answering these questions, asking all these questions, they, should be ast- they were astonished. And people around us should be surprised and astonished with our change.
1: Why are you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house?
0: You can see, the parents see things in a different way. The child sees things in a different way. They've been looking for him. Where have you been? They've been looking for you, right? And at the same time, Jesus said, why? Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Didn't you know I have to be in my father's house? He asked his parents. In other words, Jesus was actually surprised why they were looking for him. When you start to operate in the things of God, when you start to walk in faith, you start to walk in spirit, there are th- certain things that we do that might not be easily understandable by the world that we live in. There are certain things, certain ways we behave that the world may not understand. It was in a time of crisis they were looking for him. They had lost him, they were panicking but the only place they found him was in the house of the Lord. That's where Jesus was. In our life, there are moments like that. There will be moments when things don't work well. There will be moments of crisis in our lives. There will be moments where people look around and they can't find you. In those moments, where will you be? Where is the house of the Lord, where Jesus was? Where is the house of the Lord in your life? Jesus was in, the father, in his father's house. That's where they found him. In moments of crisis, in moments of grief, in moments of loss, we are mourning the queen. Where are we? In our hearts. Are we in the father's house? I'm not just talking about being church in church here. This is the house of the Lord. Because we are assembled here and the Lord is with us. It is the house of the Lord. When we meet in our discipleship groups, it is the house of the Lord. But it just doesn't end there. In your house, there is the house of the Lord. In your house, there is that place where you can go to. When people look for you, will they find you in that place? In that room of prayer? In that chair where you sit and have time with God, understand God, learn about God? We need to have that house of God with us, not just here in church, but in our lives. We need to have that place where we can go and sit and learn. Even in times of crisis, yes, you can go to other people, but you also need to have that place, that house of the Lord that you can go to. Because in that house of the Lord, you will learn, you will understand, you will grow.
1: But they did not understand what he was saying to them.
0: The parents did not understand what he was saying to them. And it is with us as well, as we start to grow, Things may come, and that's the reality of life. Loss may come, and it's the reality of life. You might have a time of grief. You might have a time when God gives us, and a time when things are taken from us. But if we remain in the house of the Lord, the world might not understand it. You might lose so much things, and people will ask you, How can you still be worshipping God? How can you still be happy? How can you still be calm in the midst of all this suffering? Things might not be running well for you in your life. You might be in a serious state. You might be in serious health, ill health. And yet you worship the Lord. Yet you say, Jesus is my King. And the world might not understand you because you're walking in spirit, because you know God. And it is this that the Lord asks us to be, encourages us to be focused on Him. Even though the world might not understand us, we can't then let go. In the midst of suffering we have to hold on we have to continue to grow in christ even though the world might not understand us we are not here so that the world really understands how we are we are here for god doing our assignment for god just like the queen doing your assignment we all have an assignment which is very important and people might not understand your assignment if it is to love continue to love even if even if you're not loved back if it is to give and God provides an opportunity to give, give. The people might not understand why you're giving, but that's your assignment, you give. He was there with the elders, learning, getting to know Christ, to, to know God. And the people didn't understand him. Even those that lived with him, even his parents didn't understand him. But God understood him.
1: Then he went down to Nazareth with them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them. and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart.
0: Wow. Having heard all this explained and the parents noticed what he was doing, it was time to go home. Even though they were all now operating already at that stage, you can see they were operating at different levels. He was too humble enough to be obedient to his parents, to honor his parents. He didn't say, oh, guys, you go home. I'm going to stay here forever and ever, no. He said, okay, come on, guys, it's, I understand, okay, all right. Well, wow, well, well, maybe I should have told you that I'm staying here. For three days, you're looking for me, but don't worry, don't sweat, guys. It's okay now. Let's go. I'm sorry. Let's go home. So they decided to go back to Nazareth. He was obedient to his parents, yeah? When we walk our Christian life, our Christian faith, there are things that the Lord expects of us, the love that we should, show, we should show to other people, the agape kind of love, unconditional love, the world will not understand sometimes because how can you love this person who doesn't love you, who treats you like that? But Christ asked us to love regardlessly, And we have to be obedient, even to that core. We have to be obedient. But what I like about this particular verse, it says, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. All that she had witnessed, her mother treasured this. And it's very beautiful because when I read this, I then reminded of the scripture in Isaiah, when uh, I think Hezekiah, Hezekiah yeah. Hezekiah was dying. He was ill and he was dying. And the Lord sent Isaiah to Hezekiah. And he said, look, man, uh, this illness that you've got here, you're not going to make it. No, you're not going to make it. Your time is over. Your numbers, your days are numbered. Put your house in order. Because the time has come to go to the Father. And the scriptures in Isaiah says, Hezekiah cried before the Lord. He went before the Lord and cried and said, Oh God, remember me. Remember how I've walked with you. Remember how I've kept my faith. How my heart was devoted to your Father. Remember me, oh Lord, not now. And the word of God says, even though it was God's plan for Hezekiah to come to heaven, to go to heaven, he said the Lord healed Hezekiah and he added 15 more years to his life. He added 15 more years because Hezekiah reminded the Lord that, Lord, remember me. When I did all those good things, for you, Lord, not for myself, for you. When I walked in faith, for you, Lord. Oh, come on, Lord. Just remember me. Think of those times, Lord. A few more days. And God gave him 15 more years. Here, his mother saw Jesus, what he was doing with the elders, with the teachers, and she was marveled, and she treasured all these things in her heart. All the things that we do for for the Lord, nothing that is good that we do for the Lord will go unnoticed. The Lord notices every single bit of thing that we do every sacrifice that we do for the kingdom, every walk that we do for the kingdom, the Lord knows, the Lord remembers. I don't know whom I'm speaking to this morning, maybe to come to a point, or maybe at that point in your life, where you go before the Lord and say, oh Lord, remember me, Lord, that which you have treasured about my life, remember me. Remember me at that moment, Emma told us in in a song, when you've decided to follow Christ. In our life, even though though we've decided to follow Christ, there are times that sometimes we slacken, or sometimes we become weak in our faith. And you go before the Lord and say, Father, remember me when you called me, when my heart was burning for you. Now I don't have that burning desire for you, Lord. Lord, remember me. Take me back to that time again, Lord. Restore me again to that time. Let me be more effective for your kingdom in this world. And the Lord will remember that. Amen?
1: And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man.
0: Oh, this is very beautiful. As Jesus was continuing to grow, he, he didn't just grow and just grow, he grew in wisdom as he spent time in the things of God. Our faith and our wisdom increases. The word says, faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We spend time in fellowship with brothers, our faith comes, our spirit grows, our discipleship grows. When you spend time with brethren, when you hear the word of God, faith comes and you start to grow in wisdom. When you grow in wisdom, you start to grow in the knowledge of the word of God. When you start to grow in the knowledge of God, the Lord will give you the ability to apply appropriately that knowledge and the wisdom grows in you. And you grow in stature. Here, they said Jesus grew in stature. It wasn't just in his spiritual growth. He grew in stature. He was eating. You have to eat to grow. In other words, you have to look after our bodies as well, physically, because in order to come here and stand before you and preach, I have to be strong enough to stand up. If I'm weak, I might not be able to move around and to talk, yeah? So we have to look, it is this body that the Lord has given us, we have to take care of us, of this body. We mustn't abuse the body that the Lord gives us. As you grow as disciples of Christ, we have to grow spiritually and you also have to grow physically. The places that we work in, we have to look after the environment that we live in. It is all part of being disciples of Christ. We have to look in the houses that we live in. We have to clean where we eat. Yes, you can go to hospital, you can get treatment for diarrhea and vomiting, but you can avoid having that by cleaning your house, cleaning your, washing your hands, eating things like that. So all those things, we grow in stature when we eat. We grow in stature spiritually when we feed in the word of God, when we listen to the scriptures, not just my talk, the talk here, but when we listen to the music, the songs that we're playing, and we devote our lives to Christ, and we worship, we surrender ourselves, and we worship before the throne of God, we start to grow in our spirit. When things come out there in the world, things that are negative, we'll be strong enough to withstand those things. Jesus had to be prepared for the life that he was going to do, for the ministry that he had to do, he had to grow up, he had to eat, we have to eat, and we have to have the wisdom, and the grace of the God will be with us. And he said, you also grow in favor with God, because we are not just doing this on our own. You spend time with God. The Lord knows. The Lord remembers. He will give us the grace to sustain us in times of trials and tribulations. He will give us that grace. We need that to walk. We cannot manage this world on our own. We can't. We need the grace of the Lord to help us, and we can only get that strength to overcome things that we have in this world if we have grown in Christ, if we spend time in Christ, if we have been consistent, going to the festival every year like Jesus, coming before the Lord every Sunday, having time. It's, It's not easy to come out of your bed, to come to church, but you have to have that discipline to say, God, I commit this time. It's a decision I'm making, I'm committing this time, it's Sunday, I have to be with my brothers, I have to support my brothers, I have to fellowship with my brothers, I have to encourage my brothers, I have to be encouraged by my brothers and my sisters. So you make an effort to come to church every Sunday, make an effort to go to discipleship group, to meet with your brothers and your sisters, to learn, to grow. You make every effort to pray in your house,